Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where's the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an Arby's snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your hosts, Tom Skull and Jim Doubt. Hello. Hey, sweetie. How are you? Well, with that, with that warm welcome, how could I be anything but great? Uh, I agree with you. I know. I'm a pretty damn cool guy to talk to. <clears throat> I mean, you're, you're, uh, you're no slouch. No, no. Uh, don't sell yourself short. You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Is the sun shining down there? No, it's dark out now. Oh, yeah, you're an hour ahead of me. Yeah. Sun's going down. It's almost down. But in my heart, it's always shining for you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> is that are you? Oh my gosh! And me or yeah, you laid it on pretty thick. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you crying? On the inside. Every day, every In day. My pants. Excuse me. Kazuha. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, what? All right, we should do the show. Uh, your kid is sleeping. We have time. Let's get it done, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, you got your five. You're researching as we speak. Yep. Just another Tom and Jim's top five. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Tom and Jim's top five. I am Tom Skull and Jim. I'm I'm, I'm joined by Jim, who yep. uh, we have two guesses this week. Okay. Okay. Uh, Lindsay said uh, she's list- she wrote in. She said, hey, I'm listening right now, and I've given up hope on Jim's middle name. <laughs> but I'm going to guess anyway. <laughs> is it Edward or Eric? Ooh, it's not either one. But we're getting very warm. Okay. We're At getting... least she's paying attention. She's paying attention. And she also says, keep up the awesome podcast, guys. Much love to you and your families. Well, thank you, Lindsay. That's we, very nice. We also have, Jim, an audio uh, guess on your middle name. Are you ready for oh, this? God. All right. No, I'm not. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, Tom and Jim's top five and all the great listeners of this awesome show. Greg Mahochko here from the Nerds United podcast, Jittery Monkey Podcast Network, jitterymonkey.com. Had to get the cheap plug in there. Been a listener of the show for a couple of months now. Have gone through all the archives. Love the show. Love the concept. And really enjoy the weekly guesses on Jim's middle name. So I wanted to get in on the action. I have a guess of my own. And I put some serious thought and effort into this especially with the confirmation we had last week of Jim's middle initial. My guess is James Edgar Doubt. Now, there's a chance that I'm in the ballpark. There's a chance that I'm nowhere close. But James Edgar Doubt is my guess, and I hope I'm right. But I 
kind of also hope that I'm wrong because it's such an entertaining part of the show uh, and I, I want the fun to keep going. So uh, let me know if I'm right. Either way, I'm going to keep listening and uh, for this episode and all future episodes of Tom and Jim's Top 5. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Getting very wait, warm, people. Wait, so James Edgar Doubt, what do you think? It's it's warm? It's it's not? It's not exactly Edgar? It is not exactly Edgar. All right. All right. Oh, man, we're never going to get this, Jim. We're never going to get this, are we? All right, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. Thanks, Greg, for sending uh, an audio <laughs> clip in of your, your of his, uh, of a guest on your real name. That's that's a first, Jim. That's a first. People actually taking time to record something, send it to us. <laughs> I think that's uh, I don't know, very he, nice. Yeah, very nice. He deserves a blue ribbon. All right. Well, we got a show this week. We're kind of we're kind of all over the place. Jim's got a baby up and down. I got work going crazy. I was working on the kids' treehouse today. Um, uh, it, it I I don't have railings on it yet, and so the wife was like, "You got to get railings on that thing, or he's gonna fall and break his neck." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." So that's what I'm doing now. And uh, are you gonna build a treehouse for your son when he gets older? Uh, no. I w- <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. No, because I wouldn't do a good job, and and uh, something bad would probably happen. Yeah. I, I don't want. I don't want that. You I don't, don't need that evil. You don't need that. Yeah, you, yeah. I understand. I understand. Well, I had my dad help me, and he's pretty good at that stuff. So I trust his uh, his building ability. I do not trust mine. So I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. All right. Well, we're doing a top five today. Um, we're going to do our top five rock bands, Jim. I, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, uh, be, before we get into our comments and stuff for the week, just our topic, uh, that's a lot of bands to pick from. <laughs> rock really yes. covers a big gamut. <laughs> there's plenty, there's tons of different types of rock, but we decide we're just going to make it hard on ourselves and just do just rock in general. Are you okay with that? <laughs> Are you, you got a, you got yes. a good list? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like an infinite list. Uh huh. It's, uh, well, we know Prince won't be on mine this week. We know that. Because he's not rock. He's not really, I don't consider him rock. There should probably be someone no. out there going, well, yeah, he should be. I'm like, no, I'm just going to consider him not rock. So you no Prince, I, no Michael Jackson. <laughs> so I've said this before, and this isn't a negative thing about Prince. I would never speak ill. Oh, yeah, of, that's okay. Of the artist. Um, I do think it's interesting, though, mm-hmm. that. If you took anyone who sang like Prince yeah. and put them on like an American Idol or The Voice, they would get canceled the first round. Yeah, but that's like if they tried to sing like Prince, they'd be like, what in the hell are you doing? That's interesting. I never thought of that. And you're pro- I think you're right. I think you're right. But I, but everyone loves Prince. Only Prince can do Everybody loves Prince. Yeah. And it's nothing against Prince, but only Prince can do Prince. Right. And just like Freddie Mercury. Only Freddie Mercury can do Freddie Mercury. Right. Right. Wow. That's, that's your, Jim, you are wise beyond your years, my friend. Mm. Mm. What'd I'm you have for breakfast today? Day. What'd you have for breakfast? Was it Wheaties? It was Wheaties, wasn't it? It was, it was some oatmeal with some blueberries in it. Oh, Nice. Nice. Yeah. Remember what I do, oh. what I do is I go to work with the packet of oatmeal, uh-huh. and then um, I put it in a little cup, and then I take the hot water out of the coffee maker, and then I have oatmeal at work. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember that? Um, what was that oatmeal? And then you put the frosting on it. It's back yeah. in the nineties. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, they had like a jelly. It was yeah. like a jelly. Yes. Yeah. That was the only yeah. way to get me to eat oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big oatmeal fan, but um, you put jelly on it. I guess I'll eat it. 
like the fat kid I am. Mm. So, uh, you got, a, you got a lot of jelly. You know what I'm saying? Hello. Just like Santa. Hello. All right. All right. We had some <laughs> comments this week. We had the one from Lindsay guessing your name. Thank you very much, Lindsay. Uh, Aiden just uh, was very excited. He wrote in that we talked about cults last week. So he was just excited <laughs> about that. He did He did write in. I think, you respond to, I think you responded to him on Twitter about he was concerned. He was uh, asking the question concerning what cults he, we think he should join. Yeah, good question. Yeah. Uh, what did you tell him? Um, I told him current day i would go with scientology just the mm-hmm. doors that that will open for your future <laughs> okay i mean like <laughs> think about it yeah. would travolta have a career without scientology absolutely no. and even he if got he got his career yeah. because of scientology right you're right you're right and then if you leave and get out you look at the tv show you could have or the book deal so you know, I, it's yeah, it's it is endless. endless success. Yeah, no downside. Well, there to you that cult. there you go, Aiden. Uh, go ahead and uh, join a cult. Not endorsed by Tom and Jim's top five, by the way. No, so yeah, no. but we're just saying. I mean, if we had to pick one, we'll go with Scientology, right? Yeah, I would say so. I think there's the least risk of like mass suicide, right? And it's in sunny Florida, their headquarters. You know, in Clearwater. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. They have a pier. There's you can't a, go to the beach. Yep, there's a Bill's Crab Shack there. Yeah, there's a Wawa. Right, there's a Wawa in Clearwater. There's a yeah, there's a Wawa in Clearwater because the Phillies do spring training there. Oh, there you go. And uh, there's a Rita's Water Ice. Wow, look at that. I'm just saying, man. Wow, it's like it's like sunny Philadelphia. It's always sunny in Philadelphia in south in east. Yep, you had something. Something Something's there. (laughs) Words are there. They're not. It's it's whatever. Um. Uh, my brother Jason wrote in uh, concerning our topic this week. He said, if either of you pick Green Day next week, you're done. <laughs> well, he's, I like Green Day. I'm not sure if it's going to be on my top five list. I'm not sure if it's going to be on yours, Jim, but I, we did talk about it during our uh, top five albums, I know, because I, Green Day's got some good stuff. I mean, Dookie, Dookie. Is, is, is great. It's, yes. Yeah. So um, For me, like, there's a couple singles after that point that I thought were good. Yeah, but uh, if for me, like their catalog begins and ends with Dookie. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where it is for me. So it's safe to bet it's 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 a safe bet, uh, Jason, that we probably won't have Green Day on our top rock bands, but we'll see. Um, and Mike DeKal wrote in um, a concern this episode too. He's like, this should be fun. I'm very curious to see which bands you both like. All I know is that Jim likes Smashing Pumpkins, <laughs> but who does Tom like? Uh, well, you're going to find out, and we're going to find out if Smashing Pumpkins even makes Jim's list. He doesn't talk about them much. I don't know where you guys are getting that. I don't understand that. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you guys. (laughs) Oh, I love the Smashing Pumpkins, Jim. Um, A lot of people wrote in, too, with just GIFs. I always say that wrong. Is it GIFs or GIFs? It's GIFs, right? Um, I send them to you all the time, but I don't know what they're called. It's... uh... I think it's actually a GIF, you say I it, think is the right way. Yeah, you say it like J-I-F, right? I think, I think so. so. Anyway, a lot that's of people... What the, that's what the IT crowd tells me. <laughs> right. A lot of people just wrote in with uh, GIFs of uh, the Muppets and Cantina, the Star Wars band in the, in the Cantina. <laughs> Those are their favorite rock bands. So that's, uh, yeah, well, that's interesting. Uh, jokesters. We have, we have some fun fans, don't we, Jim? Just jokesters. Just, just joshing you. Just joshing me around. Um... I was supposed to go see Infinity Wars today, Jim, and that didn't happen. I was kind of upset about that, so I have not yet seen this movie, but apparently everyone else in the world has. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. Have you seen it yet? 
I have not. I probably won't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm way behind on Marvel movies. I was just gonna go because someone asked me to go. You know, and um, I I like them, but I always just get I I, I watch them later, like old Redbox them or or Netflix or something. But um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll see it. But uh, we're not those kind of nerds all the time, Jim. We just uh, we just like to live in the past. So, uh, right, do you want to get started with this show? I do. Or our list, I should say. We've been doing the show. Um, can I just say how nice it is to hear your voice? Oh, this old thing. <sighs> I bring it with me everywhere. It's 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 the perfect instrument. <coughs> All right, top five rock oh, bands, Jim. Should you start, or do you want me to start? Since you're still researching, maybe I, maybe I should start. Um, <laughs> or do you want to? You, you're you're you know good. What? No, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. All I'm right, let's go. let's do this. Number five, oh, Jim. Yeah. Let's do it. Like like you said earlier. Yes. It's a wide range. Yes. From probably you could make an argument for the '50s up to today mm-hmm. in any genre. Um, I have all modern bands on my list. I didn't do any classic rock bands. Okay. All right. That's cool. That's good. All right. We're going rock. Okay. So my number five is a little band called Corn. Interesting pick. I like I like Corn. I really yeah. like Corn a lot, actually. Let's hear it. Uh, I just got their second album, which was Life is Peachy, on vinyl this week. There you go. I'm pretty excited about that. Jim has a really cool vinyl record player, by the way, guys. I have seen this when I visited you. And Thank it's, you. Uh, very nice. Very cool. And uh, in in retrospect, while we were sitting here uh, eating beef jerky and getting tuned up, we should have been listening to records, and we didn't do that. We did it's listen. Like we did listen to one. We did listen to one. But let's not talk about it yet, because it might be on my list. <laughs> I don't remember because I was probably pretty We were up. really drunk, and we were just <laughs> so, playing seven hours of NBA Jam. So <laughs> so Korn uh, is from Bakersfield, California. It formed in 93. Um, you, you know the band is good when most of the members just have one-word names. Yes. Like Monkey, Fieldy, Head, and then Jonathan Davis. Why didn't he get a cool name? <laughs> he was... Uh, he was a studying to be a mortician, I think. It was either a mortician again. Or, why didn't he get a cool name? <laughs> or a coroner, something like completely morbid. He was gonna study to be. Um, well, Jim, I'm I'm a huge wrestling fan, and I mean, The Undertaker. He's a mortician. That's a great name. Why couldn't he have a cool name like The Undertaker? I I don't know. All right. Well, we'll cool. Their also. first album was in '94, and it was self-titled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second album was in 96 called Life is Peachy, and that's the one I had first. Because okay. I saw everybody wearing these corn t-shirts, and I so I ordered it off of Columbia House, and I thought, what is this album? And uh, I loved it, and then I went back and bought their self-titled one. Um, then they started to get a lot of mainstream success. In 98, they did Follow the Leader, and in uh, 99, they did Issues, and those were like their, their big albums to me. Um, after that, they um, still they're still releasing albums. Um, let's see, they did uh, Untouchables in 2002. Take a look in the mirror in 03. See you on the other side in 2005. Uh, they're still releasing singles, still releasing albums. You don't hear them on the radio, right? Um, but they are they are out there and they are doing it. Um, guys, let's see. They have uh, they won a Grammy 
for in 2000 for Freakin' Unleashed for the the best short form music video. Right. Won a Grammy in 2003 for a single called Here to Stay for best metal performance. Um, won MTV Video Award for Freakin' Unleashed. That was a great video at the time. Best yeah. editing, best rock video. Won a ton of awards. Um, I mean, their I think their biggest uh, the single was probably Adidas was probably their biggest single that was off Life is PG. Mm-hmm. you remember what Adidas stands for? All Day I Dream of Sex, or All Day I Dream About pretty, Sex. That's pretty close enough. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know how to spell, so... No, you're fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the, so I said See You on the Other Side was in 05. They came out with an untitled album in 2007. Uh, another album in 2010. The Path of Totality in 2011. The Paradigm Shift in 2013, and then The Serenity of Suffering in 2016. So, so way still, more albums than anybody thought. Yeah, they're still, they got a lot yeah. out there. They've had 12 studio albums, 3 live albums, 8 compilation albums, 7 EPs, 43 singles. That's insane. It's insane. <laughs> wow. Good for them. I do remember, yeah. oh, man, like everyone in middle school and high school had a corn shirt. I yep. just remember... <laughs> I remember so many kids. That, I, I wasn't one of them. Did you have a corn shirt, Jim? No, I did not have a corn shirt. Okay. Which, uh, and I'm, it's fine if you had one. Um, but I just remember all the... It, it, almost like every other guy on the football team had to have a corn shirt. It seemed like... <laughs> that's what it seemed like to me. But uh, good stuff, man. Like, uh, um, yeah, I like corn. Freak on a Leash, you know, I think that's the one that yep. most people would know. I would, that's got the one the that... Life. Yeah. Got the Life was a good one. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. What else you got about uh, corn? Uh, I saw him twice. Uh, I saw him with Rob Zombie. Nice. Some open for Rob Zombie, which was really good. And then I saw him on this other concert tour. It was like Corn. It was like a big lineup. It was Corn and Papa Roach. Yeah. I think it was Corn, Papa Roach, and Limp Biscuit. Okay. And then Eminem and couple other people were in it too it was like this crazy i don't even know what the tour was called but it was something crazy cool man yeah that's uh that's your number five it corn is like it's weird for me to listen to corn because that's it isn't like nothing else i listen to i don't listen to slipknot i don't listen to any any of the other hard bands five finger death punch (laughs) don't do them i don't do five finger death punch yeah um it's like it's the one band that I really like. It's just Pretty. like a really a, a harder metal band metal. that I really like. Because yeah. like a lot of the harder metal bands, I think when I hear them, I don't hear like a melody or any sort of like musical arrangement. It's just noise. Yeah. There's, Whereas like Corn, yeah. although Corn is like loud and Jonathan Davis is screaming, there's still a melody and a distinct chorus and like the actual elements of music. Yeah. So for some reason, I, I like Corn when it comes to a harder band. No, that's good. Metal, yeah, heavy metal is a form of rock. So, of course, we can talk, we can put this in our list, heavy metal bands. But uh, um, I'm with you though. Like, like I, one of my brothers absolutely loves heavy metal, and and I like certain bands, but most of the bands that he likes, some of them, and other people love it, and that's fine if you love heavy metal. But I'm with you. I'm like some of it's just noise, and it's uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I just don't yeah. like it. Some of it's not, and some of it might make my list. But corn um, is one of those <laughs> that I can I can hear, and I like I like listening to them. So uh, good, good. Anything else on that, Jim? 
No, no, that's it. What is your number five, sir? All right, well, my number five. I uh, I I have a band a band here that's uh, been playing for a while, but they're still they're still rocking. And that, sir, is Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of. I only think you like Aerosmith, and a lot of people don't. I, don't, yeah. I like Aerosmith. Um, one of the first concerts I ever saw. That was pretty cool. Um, but they're American rock band out of Boston. Um, they're known by two different names, sometimes referred to as the Bad Boys from Boston or America's Greatest Rock and Roll Band. And I like them and stuff, but I've never referred to them as these things. So I don't know, I don't know where that comes from. But there you go. Uh, their style is rooted in uh, blues-based hard rock. Um, they've also incorporated later on elements of pop, heavy metal, rhythm and blues, and they've inspired many uh, rock artists uh, since then. Uh, they were formed in Boston, Massachusetts, in 1970. Guitarist Joe Perry and bassist Tom Hamilton were the uh, originally the two together for the, throughout the, the whole thing, but they were called they're in a band called Jam Band. Really thought that through, um, but they met up with uh, <laughs> vocalist, pianist, harmon, harmon, harmonist. Is that how you say it? Harmonist. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Steven Tyler. Everyone knows who Steven Tyler is. They met up with Steven Tyler, who's obviously a, is their kind of their front man. And then jo- drummer Joey Kramer and guitarist Ray Tabano uh, were the first. That was the first formation of Aerosmith. Uh, Tabano and uh, replaced was replaced by Brad Whitford and, uh, later on, and that's kind of what everyone knows as Aerosmith is now. Anyway, uh, they were signed to Columbia Records in 1972. And in the 70s, they had huge hits. The huge hits. And uh, they had, um, I mean, I could go over it like the, the Toys in the Attic was one of their big ones, Rocks, uh, another one, they had their self-titled one was their first one, and from like 72 to 79, they were just like one of the greatest rock bands, and um, their first five albums uh, were multi- went multi-platinum, and um, they toured, and they were charted on tons of lists, and then by the start of the 80s, like, drugs caught up to them, and two of the guys were kicked out of the band. Uh, including Joe Perry, guitarist Joe Perry, and then Brad Whitford, and um, and uh, they were replaced with uh, two other guys. And Aerosmith stayed together. Um, and in 1980, in 1984, they released a couple albums, but they're not, they weren't that good. People, so everyone's kind of thought that was the end. That was the end of Aerosmith. And then suddenly Joe Perry and Whitford came back, clean and sober for the most part. Uh, <laughs> and they had a comeback tour and. Their big comeback, I think, is when they find they hooked up with rap group uh, Run DMC, uh, yep. and uh, they had a collaboration with them, which was awesome. And then they had their their huge album Permanent uh, Vacation that came out right right after that. And then they they haven't looked back since. So they kind of it's quite a story that they were huge in the 70s, then they were just done. They were just done, and now they for some people won't go away. For some people, it's great, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, absolutely love them. Uh, Get a Grip was in uh, Pump, Get a Grip, and Nine Lives came out in the late 80s, early 90s, and those are some huge ones. Everyone, I think lots of people remember Get a Grip, and their videos were crying and crazy. They were more yep. ballads, but everyone remembers, of course, Alicia Silverstone, where it uh-huh. was in all this. And <laughs> Liv Tyler was in there, and before the internet, and before people just saw the videos on MTV's Top 20 Countdown after school, and then you realize, oh, that's Steven Tyler's daughter. And then you're like, it's kind of a weird thing to put your daughter in a video. And it's like, a she's 
sexing it up and stuff. It was very weird. <laughs> you know, very weird. But she has since become a, a great actress. I like Liv Tyler a lot and uh, stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, they, and then of course, then the whole pop culture phenomenon came after that with them and. Uh, they had a rock band, the video games. Uh, they're 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 the stars of one of the rides at Disney Studios, <laughs> uh, rock and roller coaster. And of course, I think Steven Tyler's been on. I don't know if it, which one he was a host of, but uh, it was American Idol or something like that. But anyway, they're all over the place, um, and they still have albums coming out after um, nearly um, almost 50 years. These guys have been together playing and releasing albums, which is crazy. Um, and they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2001, and um, and then there's principal songwriters uh, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry were also inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2013. They have released 25 gold albums, 18 platinum albums, 12 multi-platinum al- albums, and hold the record for the most total certifications by an American band, and are tied for the most multi-platinum albums by an American band. So they. Like them or not, they are winning awards and doing and, and they're and winning Grammys and all this crazy stuff. Um, so, um, yeah, that's kind of that's that's mine. Uh, yeah, I love I like Aerosmith. They're they're a lot of fun. I, I do like their '70s stuff. I like you know Sweet Emotion, of course, and all those. But I love I like that. But I love like Permanent Vacation in the '80s. That that was such a good album. That one and Pump and Get a Grip. Those are my three favorite of theirs. I would say, and I was I listened to those all the time. Um, yeah, they're they're awesome. Uh, they have released uh, they have 15 total studio albums, six live albums, 12 compilation albums, and two EPs. So they got uh, they got quite a bit there, quite a bit. Have, and you you're not a fan of Aerosmith, Jim? Uh, overall, no. I mean, I like Sweet Emotion, right? And then I like the '90s songs, the Crazy Crying and Amazing. Did you ever see that SNL skit? Where they took those three songs and just like mixed the yeah. titles up. <laughs> yeah, because they're hilarious. All, it's it was like a, a late night, like a CD commercial, but <laughs> I like those songs. They had a couple of them I really liked. Um, they had a single called Pink that I really liked in the 90s. Loved Pink. Uh, yeah. That was, a, that was a really good song. And uh, I mean, you, the one from Armageddon is a really good song. There, here and there, I like I like some of their stuff, but overall, I, I just don't like Steven Tyler. Right. He's another one that if you put him on the voice, they'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Right, right. He's a goofy-looking dude, you know? Oh, he's uh, terrible, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got the... He's very unique. I mean, you, like Mick Jagger, you know, you to get, it's just the, the way they move on stage, the way they act. It's very odd if you take them out of their setting. <laughs> you know, like, but uh, it works. It works. But uh, yeah, they, it was. Um, I don't know if it was Rolling Stone or not, but they have said that um, their comeback, because being like kind of nowhere in the early '80s, their comeback has been described as one of the most remarkable and spectacular in rock and roll history. Like, no band it, to come back with your same members is incredible. So that is cool. I like that they're, they are doing a farewell tour, which will probably last ten years. Who knows? <laughs> you know, how long these farewell tours last? But they are doing that now. But um, it, you know, how many times has you know Kiss and the Stones gone on farewell tours? So who knows? But um, but yeah, that's my that's my number five. Uh, what nice. is your number four, Jim? Uh, let's see. My number four mm-hmm. is uh, another predominantly '90s band out of a little town called Omaha. Oh, I've heard of Omaha. Mm-hmm. It's in Nebraska. Yes. Um, they're a band called 311. Nice. I like 311. 
good call. I I really do. I chose I chose my list not by like my favorite songs. Right. Like I'm not going to ruin it, but the Stones aren't on my list. Right. And I love the Stones. Sure. But I don't know the Stones' entire discography. I can't just put on any album and listen to every track on the album. Right. I know their singles. I know their greatest hits, and I love their music. But I don't know every track by the band. I chose bands that I know their entire discography that I can listen to constantly, and I do, and I love 311. Nice. Um, the band was formed in '88 by uh, vocalist and guitarist Nick Hexum and uh, lead guitarist Jim Watson. Um, Peanut, their bassist's name is Peanut, which is awesome. Love it. And uh, in 1992, Doug S.A. Martinez joined as a singer and uh, DJ for the band in mostly their later albums. They've released 12 studio albums, two live albums, four compilation albums, four EPs, and four DVDs. Jeez. They just released their 12th album, I think late last year. Um, they had a couple of independent releases when they first started. Um, their first main main album was Music in 93 and Grassroots in 94. Um, they got later success by the album that everybody knows, the self-titled or the Blue album, which had Down and All Mixed Up on it in 1995. Um, their first independent release was called Downstairs. It was a downstairs EP recorded in Nick Hexum's basement in 1989. And in 1990, they produced their second independent release called Damn It. In 92, um, S.A. Martinez joined the band and um, had a, a couple appearances throughout some of their stuff. And uh, they recorded a six-track demo, demo called Hydroponic. And then in 91, their third independent release called Unity came out. So if you skip, and so those were just like a little independent stuff before they did music. Mm-hmm. And in 98, they released the live album, and then they released a compilation album that had called Omaha Sessions that had those three um, independent releases, like the best of those independent pieces on it. So you can get that and listen to it. I mean, a lot of these, these early bands, a lot of their early stuff is like, might as well just be a garage band. Yeah. You know, it's not like, right. it's not real organized, it's not real clean or anything, but if you really like the band, then you're kind of into that sort of stuff, um, which I do. And the the band's name, do you know what 311 stands for? There's been a lot of like rumors over the years. Do you know what 311 stands I, for? I do not. I, I'm not. I like them, but I'm not like a history buff on them. So no, what does it okay. stand for? It is the police code in Omaha, Nebraska for indecent exposure <laughs> after their original guitarist was caught streaking. We're going streaking! <laughs> Through the quad and into the gymnasium. still open? (laughs) Hold out there, isn't it, Frank? (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, What else? (laughs) We're we're going off the rails. What else you got? (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm just looking at the names of their albums. Yeah, their last one, Mosaic, was in 2017. I mean, I'm not going to list the names of the albums, but if you just listen to the years, to know that, like, how current this band is, Music was in 93, and then 94, 95, 97, 99, 01, 03, 05, 09, 2011, 2014, and 2017. Those are released years for all their albums. So they've, every two to three years, they're still putting out current music. That's amazing. That's great. I think um, one thing that surprised me, like, unless you're a huge fan of these bands, you don't realize that they're still around creating new music because yeah. because we're not as in tune to 
seeing new CDs every Tuesday at Best Buy because we don't do that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and we don't see the new stuff on MTV because they don't play music. You know, so I I feel bad that I mean these bands obviously have a different outlet on, to get their music out there. But yeah. um, it, even if you didn't like a band, you knew someone had a new album out. Yeah. You know, but now it's like, oh, you you only know that Beyonce has a new album. It's like, who, who the fuck? <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> so. one, I did hear, I was going to say, you don't really hear them on the radio at all too much anymore. Mm-hmm. And this, this last album, Mosaic, they did have a single on it called Too Much to Think. It was really good. And I think I heard it on the radio twice. And that was pretty much it. They just don't get that radio play. But they tour a lot you'll see 311 come around to most likely really close to wherever you live um but the, the thing is too they i've seen them live and it's my favorite concert i've ever seen but they pretty much just play their greatest hits yeah that's what people want to hear yep that's what they bought the ticket for and yep i mean that's good because if you go into the concert you'd love to hear that stuff i get it oh totally yeah, yeah. oh good stuff anything else on 311 no that's all i got on 311 i, I love them i was listening to them when you called me to do this. Okay. Actually. Well, good. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Can we pause for a little while? Sure. Like right no, now? No. Oh, let's, no, let's just keep going. All right. All right. Uh, is it my turn? It's my turn now. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to. Okay. I mean, I guess. Uh, my number four, uh, out of Seattle, Washington, Jim, formed in uh-huh. 1990. It's uh-huh. not It's not Nirvana. <laughs> It, I, I know which one it is. It, there's three. There's three, three. bands that could. Be. <laughs> Do you want to guess? Uh, I know exactly which one of the three. It's not Nirvana and it's not Soundgarden. <laughs> right. So, so it's, it's the third out of Seattle. It's Pearl Jam. It's Pearl Jam. I love Pearl Jam. Good call, man. Pearl Jam's great. Pearl Jam is absolutely awesome. Um, when they they like I said they formed in, in Seattle, Washington, in 1990. You know, I remember you know growing up in I remember seeing that like, Nirvana's. Uh, smells like Teen Spirit for the first time. The video and hearing oh, yeah. it, oh yeah, and I yep. was like, man, this is incredible. And we we could go on and on, and people have about how that started a whole new craze, and it did. And they deserve <laughs> all the credit, they do. But I was more into like then something. Then I after that I heard Pearl Jam, and I'm like, I like these guys so much better. <laughs> like they, I just loved it, and um, and that they they that they had they were the grunge. There was those three bands you just mentioned them. But Pearl Jam was mine, man. I loved Pearl Jam. Uh, lineup, of course, Eddie Vedder, everyone knows. Uh, Mike McCready, Stone Gossard, and Jeff Ament. And uh, the fifth member, Matt Cameron, was out, who also was in Soundgarden, um, has been in the band since 1998. So, uh, But the other guys have been around since the inception in 1990. Uh, they've had different drummers over the years. Um, there's always that joke. I think it was in the movie This Is Spinal Tap where they just get a different drummer like every... <laughs> Every city they go to for the concert, it's just—it's a common theme. Drummers and bassists seem to be the ones that just keep keep turning over. And and I'm—I know our friend Aiden is a bassist, but he wouldn't—he would—he he knows what we're talking about. Um, anyway, they formed after the demise of uh, Gossard and Amit's uh, uh, previous band, Mother Love, uh, Mother Love Bone. Sorry, um, and people. I think people know Mother Love Bone now, like you, because I think I, I think I've, we've talked about it like five times. Yeah, we show. we've talked about the it, whole, you know, but like Temple of the Dog, Mother Love Bone. Yeah, but like it's like oh, they they had this band and it was called like Pearl Jam was called Jam Session or whatever that was called, not Pearl Jam, Aerosmith, and it's like Mother Love Bone. People know that band, um, but anyway, they broke Pearl Jam broke into the mainstream with their debut album Ten in 1991, and this album is one of my favorites. I think I mentioned it in our favorite albums list. It's so good. 
It is so awesome. And from the second I heard um, Alive and Jeremy, I was just hooked. Like, these guys were amazing. Um, this is one band that I have not seen live. I was, I think I told this story before, I was still supposed to go to the concert, and I failed a test in high school, and my parents wouldn't let me go, <laughs> and my friends got to go, I was so pissed, and I've yet, I've never seen them live, um, but, uh, that's okay, I uh, still love them, um, they uh, were part of the grunge movie, like I said, um, they became noted for their refusal over the years to adhere to traditional music industry practices, including refusing to make proper music videos, or give interviews and engaging in the much publicized boycott of Ticketmaster. You remember that one, Jim? I do. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, in 2006, Rolling Stone described this the band of having spent much of the past decade deliberately tearing apart their own fame. And I don't know what's more rock and roll than that. I really don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, to this date, the band has sold nearly 32 million records in the U.S. and estimated 60 million worldwide. Pearl Jam has outlasted and outsold many of its contemporaries from the alternative rock breakthrough movement in the early 90s and is considered one of the most influential influential bands of that decade. Um, and uh, one guy from All Music, uh, Stephen Thomas uh, Ellerwin, has described them as the most popular American rock and roll band of the 90s, which I, I, I would say is debatable, but that's, that's pretty impressive that people do see them that way, which is cool. Uh, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year, April 7th, 2017, in their first year of eligibility. So I thought that's uh, that's pretty cool. And we should mention, <laughs> the reason we came up with this list is because we were at, Jim and I were at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we talked about it, and we thought this would be a kind of a cool cool thing to do, a top five on rock bands. Um, studio albums, they've had 10, they've had 15 live albums, uh, three compilation albums, five video albums. 19 music videos, which is kind of weird because they didn't want to do music videos, but they wouldn't. Which they have, they have, they have 19 of them. Um, one EP, <laughs> 36 singles. Um, I have almost everything they have. They've had uh, amazing. I love. Uh, out of all the albums, I like Vitology. I like. I like some of their newer stuff, but 10 is like. It still holds up. I can listen to it. I can pop it in right now and listen to it the whole way thing through and just start it over again. It's just one of those albums and. Uh, they're awesome, and Eddie Vedder we talked about was on the uh, Oscars this year, saying that in in um, memoriam or whatever the thing for the oh, I can't I don't remember if it's in memoriam or whatever it's called. Anyway, he was awesome. So much, just such a cool band. I absolutely love them. Um, didn't make your list though, huh, Jim? Pearl Jim did not make my list. That's I love Ten. Yeah. Um, and I know I know a lot of their other stuff. I have all their albums. Um, in some shape or form, I have all of them, and that's one of the bands that I I want to sit down and actually really get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of like verses and some of their other stuff, but I I really want to sit down and really like dive into their music because I do really like Pearl Jam a lot. I just don't I don't know a lot of a lot of their stuff like inside now. Right, I I love them. They're great. Um... Yeah, verse. I didn't even mention verses. Another great. That's uh, their second album. Amazing. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, but that's all I got on Pearl Jam. I'm still waiting to see them live. <laughs> Think it will happen for me, Jim? Uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I do. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. What's your? Let's move on. What's your number three, Jim? Uh, let me pull this up for you here. My number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with. 
another harder band out of the 90s. Not I wouldn't say as hard as Corn, but they're a hard band. Yeah. I'm going to go with Rage Against the Machine. Oh, there it is. I knew that would come up. <laughs> I I love Rage Against the Machine yeah. so much. They're fun. Um they're they're great. They're um so, so angry. Okay. They're so angry. So angry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so they named themselves Rage Against the Machine after a song. The lead singer's name is Zach De La Rocha, and, and he was in a hardcore punk band called Inside Out before Rage Against the Machine, and they named it after um, a song he wrote for that band. That's how the name came out. But obviously okay. it's a, a very political charged name. Their self-titled debut album... Uh, reached triple platinum status and driven heavily by the song Killing in the Name. Oh, yeah. That's the best. Okay. That song, like, melted my brain the first time I heard it. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I was, like, 13 or 12, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. What am I listening to? Um, the cover of it is uh, a photo by Malcolm Brown. It's Pulitzer Prize winning photograph of uh, a Vietnamese Buddhist monk burning himself to death in Saigon in 1963 in protest of the murder of Buddhists by the U.S.-backed Prime Minister. Lots of things going on in that sentence. Lots Lots of history there. How much of that did you understand as a 14-year-old boy? (laughs) Oh, zero. Zero. That cover's cool. Yeah, that's all you thought. Right. Right. Um... There's been rumors. Oh my god, I love Rage Against the Machine. I mean, their first album is is just so great. Um, So many other songs besides Killing in the Name. They're just amazing songs. Uh, They've been rumored. It's my dog. He just woke up. (laughs) Sorry. They've been uh, rumored of breaking up for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Their second album was Evil Empire. Yes, I love that one too. Yeah. Oh my god. No man, I didn't put these guys on my list. Um, it entered the Billboard Top 200 chart at number one in 1996 and rose to triple platinum status. Main singles were Bulls on Parade uh, and uh, People of the Sun. Mm-hmm. And they were they performed Bulls on Parade on Saturday Night Live yes. in April of 96. Oh, that was awesome. They <laughs> planned on doing two songs like everyone does, and they cut them to one song because they attempted to hang a U.S. flag upside down yeah. during their performance in a protest to the host, which was Republican presidential candidate Steve Forbes. Right, which no one remembers. Not put Rage Against the Machine right, right. paired with the Republican presidential candidate. Oh, Lauren Michaels. I think it would be a pretty good idea. That's, that's, I think it'd be a good idea to put the Rage Against the Machine with Steve Forbes. I think that'd be a good idea. That's my, that's my, is it, did that sound all right? That's my, uh, that was, that was a pretty decent. It's like a nicer Dr. Evil, is basically. It really was, exactly what it was. (laughs) And I'm Uh, drinking. Their their discography is uh, self titled 91, Evil Empire 96. They came out with a live album in 98, Battle of Los Angeles in 99. And then they did a covers album called Renegades in 2000. Which is really weird that they would do a covers album. Right. And, that is weird. Uh, I didn't even know that one, actually. Yeah. Okay. And uh, in 1998, Zach De La Rocha did a, uh, an EP under the title, under the band name One Day is a Lion. Mm-hmm. And it's just him 
and the drummer from the Mars Volta. And it's amazing. If you like Rage Against the Machine, go download One Day is a Lion. It's like a five-track EP, and it is awesome. Yeah. Um, what's the band? They, they did, did they break up or no? They, did, they, they took time away, right? Because didn't the band members have their own band for a while? Yeah, so... What's it called? I, I mean, they, they did... I mean, they technically, yeah, they split up. Yeah. And then Oh, everyone, Audio Slave, right? Yeah, yeah, everybody except Zach De La Rocha paired up with Chris Cornell and did Audio Slave. Right, which I like Audio um, Slave. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Yeah. And then, uh, so when, you know, Audio Slave is no longer. Right. And um, now they're in a band called Prophets of Rage. Okay. So it's all of those members, plus Chuck D from uh, Public Enemy and nice. Be Real from Cypress Hill. That's a super group. That is a That's super awesome. group. That's awesome. And uh, I was I was reading an article or listened to an interview about it when they first formed. So they did an EP right after the Republican National Convention here in Cleveland. They played at a, a place called the Agora Theater, and um, there's a couple tracks. They did uh, uh, No Sleep Till Cleveland. Oh, nice. That is on there. They just, so they did like a four or five track EP. Killing in the Name is on there. And now they uh, they also did a full length LP with all new songs on it too and, and that's um also fantastic if you like if you like uh, prop, uh rage against the machine or that sound at all so i was listening to it in tom morello who's done a bunch of other side projects too yeah and he's incredibly talented yes um he did he has one called the night watchman he has a side project it's really good almost uh, like a rock folk uh but he was saying how much they grew musically in Audio Slave, just listening to Chris Cornell and, and being taught by him. Like they went into that already with huge fame and felt like they knew nothing about music until they met Chris Cornell. And they took that that education that he gave them and then combined it with Chuck D and Be Real. And now they've got this, like you said, this amazing super group called Props of Rage. Yeah. Oh, nice. So many facets. Just we could talk about this one forever too because Tom Morello. One interesting fact I ever I always knew about I've, I've learned about him that was that was cool. He toured with Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Oh, which I didn't is, know that. Yeah, which is super. That's like the one thing I always remember of him, besides of course Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave, and then Chris Cornell. We talked about him when he passed away. One of the best voices ever, <laughs> ever uh, for a rock band. Um, so cool. Like the, all these guys just form these great bands. Such talented people. Um, and it started with that Rage Against the Machine, which oh, such a good band. I. Friend Scott in high school that was just obsessed with Rage Against the Machine, and he would sing it all the time. But good pick, man. Man, that's good. good Thank job. you. Yeah. Thank Anything you. else on that? I have one other thing on that, oh, and yeah. I, I, I'm, I hope I get all the details right on this because I think it's really interesting. There was a, in 2009, there was an online Facebook campaign for the song "Killing in the Name." Have you ever heard about this in the UK? Huh? I don't think so. No. Okay. So this guy uh, named John Mortar and his wife Tracy, just normal people, started a Facebook campaign in UK to stop basically pop music. So the X Factor would release Christmas songs. And the Christmas songs would always be number one on the UK singles chart. Right. So they decided to stop this and they took and they wanted Killing in the Name to take over the number one spot (laughs) over Christmas. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> to, to to shut out all these Christmas songs made by the X Factor and all these covers and stuff. So after all this campaign started going, 
um, it was successful, and Killing in the Name became the number one single in the UK for Christmas in 2009. Oh, so Zach De La Rocha spoke to the BBC, and he said, and this is a, a quote from him after he said, uh, we're very, very ecstatic and excited about the song reaching number one. We want to thank everyone who participated um, in this incredible organic grassroots campaign. It says more about the spontaneous action taken by young people throughout the UK to topple this very sterile pop market, pop monopoly. When young people decide to take action, they can make what seem seemingly impossible possible. And then he promised to do a live concert. So um, Rage Against Machine came back and performed a live concert in the UK uh, just because everybody voted and got this song to be number one over Christmas. Nice. That's awesome. That's a great yeah. story. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was just really interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see if... Uh, let's see a free live concert in 2010 in Finsbury Park, London. Okay. And they and the concert title was called the Rage Factor. That's what they called it. Nice. Yeah, I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, cool man, awesome. Uh, anything else on that? No, that's all I got on Rage Against the Machine. All right. Ooh, I like that. We went long on that one, which is good because they deserve it. Um, all right. So my number. Well, I a lot. No, you. I could, I could never hear enough. I swear. Stop. Uh, you stop it. Oh, start. All right. Um, my, <laughs> are we on number three? My uh, number three, my number three, uh, totally different <laughs> than Rage Kids Machine. <laughs> totally different. Um, it's where rock and roll for me, I, for a lot of people started, I wasn't around when they started, wasn't around when they broke up, but I absolutely love this band and it's the Beatles. I absolutely love the Beatles, man. Uh, we talked about the Beatles many times. Um, very, you know, very different than the rock and roll we have just been talking about. Um, but it's the Beatles, man. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I could go on and on about the Beatles, but I should just stop, right? It's the Beatles. <laughs> no, uh, the Beatles, of course, English rock band, formed in 1960 in Liverpool. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff people already know, but it's it's worth mentioning again. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. Uh, rooted in the you know the early 50s rock and roll that's kind of where they, they later experimented uh, with several musical styles when they found drugs uh, <laughs> which includes pop, their pop ballads, Indian music, psychedelic and some hard rock and uh, they uh, had some unconventional recording techniques uh, which was kind of innovative at the time which is cool um, but enormously 1963 is when they really became huge and that started the whole Beatle mania and they grew into this incredible sensation over in Europe and um, and then of course it made its way here to the US they're just it's just the Beatles man I don't know I mean it's a band we talked about this I think on our albums one it's it's a band that uh, I don't know they they, they have a different a totally different sound in the 60s stuff and then they get into that later 60s stuff into the night into when they broke up in 1970 totally different but people love both or they like the early stuff or they, they just they they i don't know they were appealed to everybody at some point with their music which is pretty cool uh they i i don't know i mean i can keep going I, there's just so much on the beatles of course but uh one of the best-selling bands in history estimated over 800 million physical and digital downloaded uh albums worldwide uh that's a lot uh, <laughs> they're going to hit a billion at some point. Um, 
They have number one album. They've had more number one albums on the British charts and sold more singles in the UK than any other band. Uh, they also have the best. They are also the best-selling music artist in the United States um, ever. Um, they uh, they had they had the hold the record. I'm sorry for most number one hits on the Hot 100 chart with 20. No other band has had more than that. And um, they've received seven Grammy Awards, one Academy Award uh, for Best Original Score. I believe that was for A Hard Day's Night. I could be wrong. I don't really write it down, but they had a couple movies. And uh, the, group was, it's, the group itself was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1988. And all four members are inducted individually, ranging from 1994 to 2015, which I think that is super cool. Um, after they broke up in 1970, they all had different... Um, they all... Con- created different music and stuff. Paul McCartney being the most famous. John Lennon, of course, passed away in 1980, um, uh, But they all had their own. So that's kind of cool that they're a group in there, and they're also in there individually, which I, that's got to be one of the few bands that have that. Uh, and they're collectively, they're just known. Uh, Time Magazine put a thing out that they're known as the 100. Uh, the, the four themselves are known as one, uh, some of the, sorry, they're in a list of the 100 most influential people. The band itself, which is pretty cool. Um, they've had <laughs> 23 studio albums. Uh, keep in mind, they're only wow. together 10 years. Um, 23 studio albums. I know they, some came out later, but uh, five live albums, 53 compilation albums, 11 video albums, uh, 64 music videos, uh, 21 EPs, tw- 63 singles. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, the Beatles White Album, I think, is a lot of people's favorites. Uh, we talked about the, some of the greatest hits stuff. Uh, you and I both had different greatest hits albums when we talked about that. They're just incredible. They're just kind of where, for a lot of people, where rock and roll kind of started or really got took off. And um, I know people are like, are you a Beatles or a Stones fan and this and that? I, you can be both, I, I swear. You can like both their music, people. It's okay. <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> I just love it. I love it. I've talked many times about how listening to my uncle's band sing, sing their songs and stuff. And... Uh, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, that's all I got on the Beatles this time. I'm sure it will be brought up on other lists down the road. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Jim? You like the Beatles, of course, right? You, you like of course Beatles. I like the Beatles. Yeah. I love the Beatles. Um, I think I've said it before. I love I love the Beatles uh, post-drugs. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like the early Beatles. I like, like Revolver on. Yeah, Yellow Summer. So, I mean that. Uh, Yellow Submarine, Sgt. Pepper, yep. Abbey Road, yep. you know, the the mid to late Beatles stuff, the Blue Album, the White Album stuff. Um, it's some of the best music you can listen to, honestly. Yeah, it's great. If um, you Now, I, I do, there's a couple early Beatles songs that I really, really love. I love um, Blackbird's Amazing, oh, yeah. Yesterday's Amazing. Uh, there are a couple early on tracks that I do love, but for the most part, it's, it's all while my guitar gently weeps and stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I had to, I had to put them in here, man. They're the Beatles. So there you go. I mean, they're the Beatles. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the first time you heard the Beatles, man. (laughs) How many times I think we've said that joke on our, on our show in the year and a half we've been doing this quite a bit. Five. At least five. It never gets old. It never gets old. All right, man. What's, uh, what's your number two? Um, shouldn't be a surprise. I think you probably knew it was going to be on my list somewhere. Uh, I went with uh, Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> All right. 
Not my number one. My number one, you're not going to see coming, I don't think. Apparently not, because I thought this would be your number one. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Good. I love Smash Bros. Uh, I do, too. I love, I love the pumpkins. I'm going to try to condense it as much as possible, but they were formed in 88 in Chicago. Uh, Billy Corgan, uh, James Iha, Darcy, Jimmy Chamberlain. First album was 91, Gish. Um, I thought it was interesting. Corgan... In order to gain a consistent the consistency he wanted, he played all the instruments except drums on the album. Nice. Which made everybody else mad. Right. <laughs> the city, right. Nice. The uh, single main single was Rhinoceros off of that album. Um, to support the album, they toured with the Chili Peppers, Jane's Addiction, and Guns N' Roses. And during the tour, um, Iha and Darcy went through a breakup and Chamberlain became addicted to drugs and alcohol and Corgan went into a deep depression. So rock and roll. Right, right. Now, didn't you mention this before? Like you were supposed to go see them during that time and they broke up? I was supposed to see them during the Melancholy tour. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get to that in just okay, a second. Okay. Sorry to jump the gun on you. I, I still have another album to go in between there. <laughs> Hang on, folks. we got three more hours to go. <laughs> Sit right Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm scooting through it. I won't take up too much time. Uh, take um, up all the time you Corgan need. Wrote, Who cares? Corkin yeah. <laughs> wrote some of the songs for the next album, which would be Siamese Dream, in the parking garage where he lived going through his Great Depression. Um... Also, what happened with Gish, when it comes to Siamese Dream, he also played almost every song on the album, or played every instrument for every song on the album, which um, also created a lot of animosity in the band again. But Siamese Dream debuted at number number one, or number 10 on the Billboard chart. Um, Major songs would be Today and Disarm. Those were like the big tracks off of that album. Uh, Sold over four million copies in the US alone. And the thing that I like about the Pumpkins is that they released, they probably released more B-side tracks than actual studio tracks. Yeah. So it seems like with every studio album, they release an even larger album that's just B-sides and rarities. So with, uh, with Siamese Dream, the B-sides and rarities compilation is Pisces Iscariot, which came out in 94, and it charted higher than Siamese Dream. It came out as number four on the Billboard charts. Um, during and during '95, Corgan wrote about 56 songs, which uh, the, the band went in the studio and recorded, and that became um, "Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness," a double album, 28 tracks, lasting over two hours. The B-side of this was a box set called "The Airplane Flies High," and that's it. Would came with five discs, and it would be a single, like today, "Bowl with Butterfly Wings," 33. But it would also have like five B sides also on each single disc. Wow. So, yeah, just a, a ridiculous amount of B sides. It was just like they put out, they probably didn't even put out a fraction of what he wrote or recorded, but it just seems like they just released everything. Right. Um, in 96, this is what you, you mentioned. They came a personal tragedy the keyboardist and Jimmy Chamberlain, the drummer, um, overdosed on heroin in a hotel room in 96. Okay. The keyboardist died. Chamberlain was arrested for drug possession, and then it delayed. Their melancholy tour so i had to wait i don't even remember how many months for them to get back up and running they chose to hire their drummer um matt walker who was the drummer for filter and that might have been the opener on the first leg of the tour when i saw him it was garbage but i think filter was on the first leg and then they kept him for like the second leg 
and then they rehired their keyboardist. Uh, the next album was Adore, which was very like um, electronica. And this is around the time he started hanging out with Marilyn Manson. Corgan was hanging out with Manson, so stuff got a little weird. What do you mean? After this point, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, things things got a little strange after this point. So they did Adore, or they did um, Machina: The Machine of Gods in 2000, Machina 2 also in 2000, um, Zeitgeist in 2007. Tea Garden for Kaleidoscope. That was supposed to be like this whole weird, like in this weird project he was doing that kind of fell apart. Oceana in 2012 and then Monuments to an Elegy, El- Elegy in 2014. He had a side project called Zwan for a little while for an album. Um, he's done a bunch of stuff and now they're talking about getting back together and reforming the original Pumpkins. And, uh, kind of doing like a 90s alt rock album because he said he knew he said he knew he couldn't do the original pumpkins for today's music the people who are going to listen to it are people like me who want to hear siamese dream again right right wow good pick man i i am shocked because i know how much you love smashing Pumpkins. that this is not your number one uh, but it's not it's yeah. not and you're going to be surprised actually with who is that i i'm always surprised by yeah, is that it on Smashing Pumpkins? That's it, man. I don't want to take up too much time. All right, well, we got some more to go. Uh, no. All right, well, my number two, uh, I think, is you're gonna be you're gonna be surprised as well that this isn't my number one. Uh, but my number two is Metallica. Yeah. Oh, I love Metallica, dude. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Metallica is uh, heavy metal. Uh, a lot of people like to call it thrash metal. Uh, kind of like your corn. You mentioned that, but Metallica was kind of before that, of course. Um, formed in L.A., uh, but based out of San Francisco, which is cool. If you see, like, uh, they have tons of clips all the time. They're always playing, like, Kirk Hammett, the guitarist, will play like, the national anthem on a guitar at the San Francisco Giants games and stuff. Like, they... They go to the Giants games all the time. Uh, but out of San Francisco, drummers Lars Ulrich and uh, James, and then guitarist and vocalist James Hetfield started the band. Um, their fast tempos, instrumentals, and aggressive um, musicianship made them one of the founding, uh, quote-unquote, big four bands of thrash metal, Being uh, the other ones being Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer. Uh, I like Megadeth. Not big on the other two, but I um, but, uh, love, absolutely love uh, Metallica. Um, their current lineup includes Hetfield and Ulrich and longtime guitarist Kirk Hammett and then Robert Cherulo, um, who's the bassist. Uh, guitarist Dave Mustaine, who formed Megadeth, uh, was kicked out of the band early, but he was in the band before. And um, bassist Ron McGovney and Cliff Burton, uh, who passed away, and Jason Newsett, they were all they were former members, all of them. Um, they earned a growing fan base in the underground music community and won critical acclaim with their first five albums. The band's third album, Master of Puppets was it came out in 1986. Was described as one of the heaviest and most influential thrash metal albums, uh, but it was wasn't until their fifth album, which is the one I fell in love with and then loved all their stuff, was their self-titled Metallica, which is known as the Black Album. Oh yeah. Uh, the band's uh, that's where they rose to to you know to their status, where everyone kind of knew them, and of course everyone knows uh, Enter Sandman and. One of my favorite songs ever. Um, Enter Sandman is one of those. Like, my mom likes the song Enter Sandman. Like, <laughs> like my wife does. Like, people love that song. And I, the, the one of the best things about that song in particular is like, it starts off 
and you're just like the first time first time you hear it like it just starts off kind of slow you know not slow but quiet and it just builds and builds and builds and you're just like jacked to the moon you're like where the fuck is this going i can't wait <laughs> like, it's just the coolest thing to hear the first time it was just oh i just loved it it just the video that accompanied it was amazing and uh i love every song of that black album such a such a great album but um amazing amazing um after that after the black album they went on like a four-year tour <laughs> it was incredible uh but they and then they, they took some time off and then they came out with uh load and reload and people freaked out because oh my god they cut their hair <laughs> you know and, and they sounded a little different there's a lot of great songs on those albums i love i love all their stuff people are like oh i hate their those albums but uh, i like them they're good stuff and then they had saint anger a couple years later those were all sounded a little different, but it wasn't until 2008, their ninth album, Death Magnetic, wow. that they got. Um, uh, that's where they kind of went back to their uh, the black album roots, like that kind of music. And then, the, then they have uh, um, uh, Hardwired to uh, to Self Destruct as their newest one, which is a lot like that too. Um, I've seen them in concert a bunch of times. Amazing music. Um, I just the concert, just the show that they put on, is amazing. It's. Uh, I don't know. It's just so hard to describe. You have to be there. Like you don't even have to like them, but just do. You just appreciate what they do in concert. It is so cool. Um, uh, a couple things. Uh, uh, Two thousand. Uh, Metallica led the case against the peer uh, peer-to-peer sharing service, as uh, known as Napster. Remember that, Jim? <laughs> which led, uh, which the band and several other artists. So, so lay off Metallica uh, filed lawsuits against the service for sharing their copyright protected material without consent. Um, after reaching a settlement, Napster became a pay-to-use service in 2003. But man, people were so mad. You just wanted to steal their music, Jim. You just didn't want to give them anything, right? You, they had yeah, enough? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now it's like, that's the only way to release music now is online, right? Isn't that the how you do it now? Uh, <laughs> No, uh, yeah, so people like freak out about that, but I still love them. I didn't care because I had all their albums. I didn't need to download it. Uh, Metallica was the subject of uh, an acclaimed 2004 documentary um, film called Some Kind of Monster, which is pretty cool. But it, it basically, it, it's a documentary when they're fil- when they're making their eighth album, Saint Anger, in 2003, and it shows them fighting and all that stuff, uh, the stuff people want to see. Um, it's a pretty good documentary check if you're if you're inclined, check it out. Um, and uh, they've had uh, they've released ten studio albums, four live albums, a cover album, five EPs, thirty-seven singles, and they have thirty-nine music videos. Uh, they've won nine Grammys, been nominated twenty-three times, um, and uh, yeah, they're just awesome. I absolutely <laughs> I love them. Uh, they're one of the greatest bands. They've been named by many different magazines and online polls. They're one of the greatest bands of all time uh rolling stone being uh, naming them 61 out of 100 is the greatest arts of all artists of all time um and as of 2017 they're the third best uh, mu- selling music artist by nielsen SoundScan ratings uh, which started in 91 so they're still up there they've sold 110 million cu- records worldwide and uh, they were also inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame uh april of 2009 on their second year of eligibility which i find weird like we we'll beat them out in 2008. I should look that up. <laughs> but uh, just, but their current lineup I mentioned, um, uh, Kirk Hammett, uh, uh, James Hatfield, Robert Trudeau, and Lars Ulrich were all inducted, along with former members Jason Newstead, who's one of the bassists on the Black Album and, and a lot of and that stuff in the 90s. 
and their other bassist from the 80s, Cliff Burton, who passed away uh, on a tour bus when they are in Europe back in the 80s. Um, uh, so they're all inducted together, which is pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't know, man. You don't. I, again, we talked about this this thrash metal stuff. Like most of it, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to hear Pantera. <laughs> you know, I don't want to yeah, hear these yeah. guys because I can't hear them. Uh, people like them; they have a place, and that's great. It, but like Metallica is different. Like for some reason, there's I can I can understand what they're saying. I I like their music. It just seems more well thought out and well put together than some of these other thrash metal bands. And uh, they just stand the test of time. They have gone through different changes and stuff, and they're still out there touring and kicking ass. Saw them last year. Amazing. It, again, for like the fifth time. It, uh, amazing. Just amazing stuff. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's all I got on Metallica. Of course, there's a bunch more, but I'm not going to waste everyone's time. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. No Metallica on your list, huh, Jim? That's not your number one? No. No Metallica <laughs> on my list. All right. What's your number one? My number one is Kings of Leon you're right i'm shocked <laughs> i know really okay all i right. love them i love kings of leon all right uh i i love their entire catalog actually so they have a lot more music than most people realize that they have mm-hmm. um so like what like kings of leon you know like the first time you heard them was probably sex on fire right yeah yeah right sex on fire and then uh use somebody came out right after that Okay. Okay, that was like 2008 off Only by the Night. Yeah. That was their fourth album. Okay. So. Their fourth. That was their fourth album. Is that that was their said? fourth album. Okay, yeah. crazy. Right. Um, so they had three other albums before anybody even really heard them in the U.S. They were huge in, in the U.K., but nobody knew them in the U.S. Um, they had one decent album called Because of the Times before Only by the Night. Anyway, I'll get to that. And I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I want to go rambling on and on and on about Kings of Leon. But I love the Kings of Leon. They have um, 12 Grammy Award nominations and four wins. They're uh, made up of the brother, the follow-up brothers. Caleb, who's the lead singer. uh, Nathan, who plays drums. Jared, who plays bass. And Matt, uh, their cousin Matt, who plays lead guitar. They grew up in Oklahoma and Tennessee. And they they followed their father who was a Pentecostal preacher. Are you okay over there? Yeah, yeah, I just dropped my pen. Don't worry. You opened some sardines or something? Just dropped a pen, man. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I got to get carpet. That's that's, that's the problem. (laughs) It would really be good for the sound. I know. For the audio. Yeah, but no one cares. No. Um, So when they got recognized by um, a record label that had to make songs, so they kidnapped their cousin and they locked themselves in a basement for like I think they said like a month like yeah it was a month and they just said that they bought an ounce of weed and they just smoked that and their mom would bring them down food and when it was over they had the tracks Molly's Chamber California Waiting Wicker Chair and Holy Roller Novocaine which um, became their first EP Holy Roller Novocaine and then all ended up on their first album which is called Youth and Young Manhood and those are all great songs. If you want to go, if you like the Kings of Leon and you want to go back and listen to any of their early stuff, California Waiting is one of the best songs I think they've made in their catalog. That's a great song. And it was on their first EP. Oh, gosh. What else? I'm trying to cut some stuff out here. That's all right, man. Second, the second album is Aha Shake Heartbreak. Mm-hmm. It was released in the UK in 04 and the States in 2005. The third album is called Because of the Times in 2007. Um, 
and then the next day it was released in, in the U.S. It was released in the U.K. first. Um, let me pull this up here. So, and you see, Ah Shake Heartbreak had a song called The Bucket. That was a big one on that album because of the times. Another one of the best songs they've ever written is called On Call. It's off of Because of the Times, the third album. That song is amazing. If you want to go back and just listen to those songs, California Waiting and On Call, their early stuff is like really southern garage band rock. It's like not polished. It's kind of sloppy, but it's really good if you're into that. Mm -hmm. So then Only by the Night came out in 2008 with Sex on Fire, You Somebody, Revelry, Notion, Crawl. That was a big song for him too. Then Come Around Sundown came out in 2010 where they were still coming off of the fame of You Somebody because I don't think they'll ever live that down. Come Around Sundown came out and they kind of they said they kind of forced this album and they don't really like the album. The band was going through a lot of a lot of stuff. They were fighting a lot. They were all drinking and doing drugs. Um, the, party! Uh, party! Rock and roll! Woo! So they, uh, they were playing a show in Dallas, I think. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Let's see. Yeah, they're playing a show in Dallas, Texas, and Caleb, the lead singer, seemed to be very drunk. He was slurring his words. Um, he left the stage claiming he was going to throw up, drink a beer, and come back. You can rally. Come back for three more songs. He never came back. The rest of the band had to apologize. They canceled the rest of the tour, and then they went on hiatus. They were all fighting a lot at that time. Um, I think they were fighting over like writing rights also. Um, Jared and a guy named Nick Brown from a band called Mona released another an EP under the name Smoke and Jackal. I didn't even know that. I'm gonna buy it. I didn't realize that ever happened. Yeah. Then they came out with uh, their album called Mechanical Bull, and that was I I like it. It's probably one of my least favorite albums they came out with. That was in 2013. The tra- the singles were Super Soaker was a big one, and uh, Wait for Me is fantastic. Beautiful War is fantastic. Um, the more I've listened to it, the more it's grown on me, but initially I didn't love that album. And then they came out with Walls in um, 2016, I think, 2017 maybe, 2017. The first single was Waste a Moment, that was out in 2016, but that's a that's a fantastic album. That's the best album they've ever done, by far. I mean, it's like polished, perfect, Kings of Leon rock album, it's fantastic. Nice, and you said you see, you've seen them live? I've seen them twice, twice. I saw them in, uh, I saw them in Tulsa, and I saw them in Oklahoma City. Nice. And when I saw them, they don't, I mean, they put on a good live show, but they don't really, when I saw them, they didn't really talk to the audience very much, it was kind of frustrating. But um, there was a documentary made on them called Talihina Sky, mm-hmm. and the story of Kings of Leon. Talihina Sky is uh, the last song on their first album, Youth and Young Manhood, and that's the town that they lived in Oklahoma, was Talihina. Oh, okay. And, uh, and there was the Talihina Expressway that was, um, through the hills and it's really beautiful and hilly and it was nice to drive through in the fall so my wife and I stopped in Talahina just to see like hey this is where Kings of Leon are from and it is a giant shithole and right. if you see that documentary basically their family lived in the woods and their trailers were parked in a semicircle, and they all just lived in this plot of land and trailers and they took baths in the creek behind where their trailers were Jesus. I mean they were that's how they lived and then they moved into uh, Tennessee from Oklahoma. Where they had this, running water, I hope? I, I hope so. Yeah. This uh, the, the documentary is about them coming home to Talahina 
and seeing their family and then playing a show at the Ford Center in Oklahoma City and that's the show that I went to is what that documentary is about Um, and just kind of them having success coming back from from nothing and then they named the band after I think their grandfather was named Leon Um, I think it was their grandfather was some an an older relative of theirs in some way sure but um, yeah they I mean they came from nothing and they learned music because of the church and started playing the Southern Rock garage band stuff and, and blew up in the UK and then ended up doing well here. That's awesome. It's That's a that's a cool story, too. Like, just a regs to riches type story for rock and roll. I, lo- I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think I think when they started to fight and kind of at the falling out around that Come Around Sundown album, um, album is because they finally got money and success from You Somebody and Sex on Fire mm-hmm. and did not handle it and just kind of... Right blew up yeah well that happens you see that with sports players too <laughs> happen yeah. a lot. i mean i imagine it's going to happen to us as soon as we, oh, we yeah. strike it rich in this podcast yeah yeah if you're looking to sponsor a great podcast give us a call um <laughs> we won't we won't do a bunch of drugs and implode i yeah. guarantee it well we shouldn't guarantee anything <laughs> uh i'm too old to do drugs now jim it's, it's fine i think old. we are I think we already agreed it's going to be like what a 60 40 split because you do all the work is that pretty much right yeah but i love you so much they'll end up giving you 60 and i'll take 40 like it's just that that's how stupid <laughs> yeah, i am right. yeah no i won't i'll take more um all right is that it though on kings of leon Jim? yeah that's all i got kings of leon um i love their entire catalog i listen to them today i'll throw them on on spotify and listen to like all their old stuff while i'm at work it's nice really good man they have some really good they have some tracks in there that are are definitely questionable, but they have some really great older stuff. Good. All right. All right. Uh, we didn't even get to our we'll, we'll get to our honorable mentions, I guess, after because <laughs> I forgot we forgot to do oh, <laughs> say God. that. But we'll... I didn't even write them down. Everything. Yeah, is my everything. Yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. So my, let's get to my number one then. Um, uh, you you probably know it, don't you, Jim? You think? Queen? No. Uh, my number one. <laughs> is an American rock band formed in 1996 out of Rockville, Maryland, Jim. Oh, I didn't even consider OAR. Yes, OAR of a revolution. My favorite band. Uh, I absolutely love them. They are my favorite band. There was no question when we talked about doing this list. I just had to double check. (laughs) Just be like... I mean, because they're different. They're a different sound, but they're considered they're, rock they're still. They're a jam band. What's that? that? Yeah. yeah, they're a jam band, but it's definitely rock. So it is, you're right. It is. Yeah. Uh, the band yeah. consists of uh, Mark uh, Roberge, uh, Chris Kalouis, Richard Ahn, Benji Gershman, and Jerry DePezzo, who plays the saxophone, uh, which is that's what gives them kind of a distinct sound that they have sax- the saxophone in most of their songs. And uh, they're awesome. They have two drummers, don't they? They have. Uh, no, do they have two drummers? I, th- I thought when we saw them one time, I thought they had Were two different. Two? We did see them I live. They had two drummers. I don't. That, that could be. I don't know. But the only one, only Chris uh, Kaluas is listed as their drummer. So I. Okay. Maybe I don't remember. Uh, um, but anyway, they've released eight studio albums. Um, the, their band is themselves is well known for their live shows and extensive su- extensive summer touring, and have released five records of various live performances. Also. Uh, four of the band members grew up in uh, Rockville, Maryland. And a lot of their songs, if you listen to them, 
consist of stuff about Rockville in Maryland itself. Um, Thomas, uh, they went. To, they attended Thomas Sprigg Wooten High School, and after graduating, they went to Jim, your favorite school, the Ohio State University. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's where they met their fifth member, uh, the saxophonist slash guitarist Jerry DePezzo, uh, and he's from Youngstown, Ohio. Um, now. Everyone now, I think, most people now who are in, into music know who OARR is now. I learned about them early in college, um, before they were mainstream. Like, I had a friend named Chris who said, you got to listen to these guys. These are awesome. He's fr- he's from the Maryland area, area. He's like, these guys are from where I am, and they're fantastic. I'm like, okay. And the first song he plays for me is Crazy Game of Poker. And uh-huh. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Like, who are these guys? This is great. And... They were kind of underground. They were like they were big in the college scene. A lot of my friends we knew who they were and stuff, but they really weren't. They were just big on the East Coast, and um, it wasn't until um, Oh Love and Memories came out, which I don't have I don't have the year in front of me. When that came out, like in oh seven oh six maybe. Um, actually, that's the tour we saw when we were in Tulsa and we saw them together. Um, yeah. Um, that's when they hit big because they got all the started getting radio play and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I so I I like I, I don't want to be like that douche who says, "Oh, I liked them before they were big." But I di- I did I did like them. Before, but a lot of my friends did too. But like I've liked everything they've done. Um, when I first heard that Crazy Game of Poker, I went out. I'm like, where can I get this? So we bought the CD that was on. And I got the rest of them. Just the I, Wanderer. The Wanderer, yeah, and that's their first one. Amazing. Um, uh, some of the fun stuff I want <laughs> that they do. Uh, I, this one just it caught me funny. On May 19th, 2001, uh, they uh, scheduled, or uh, a person at the, uh, their school that they went to, Thomas S. Wooten High School in Rockville, Maryland, uh, he organized a senior graduation concert on the football field and invited OAR, you know, some of their famous alumnus. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, was a, it was a resounding success, but... Uh, ultimately, the school board caught on and said, uh, we will never do this again because of what they call certain undesirable activities on school grounds. And it just says, example, pot. <laughs> so <laughs> they hosted this great concert, a better, you know, and they benefited, you know, they, they, they benefited for some of the, some local charities and stuff, but at their old high school. And, uh, and uh, so I thought that was cool. They went back to their old high school and played a free concert for this graduating class of that year. Um, but uh, the school board didn't like that. Which is kind of funny. Um, they have a bunch of foundations and stuff, which I like. This they're heard the world, the world foundation. Uh, they support youth and education and sustainable programs around the in the whole in, around the U.S. And um, they do a lot for the U.S. veterans, paralyzed veterans of America. They do a lot for them too. Which I like that they I'm, a lot of the a lot of bands we talked about. We didn't, we didn't get into it, but they, a lot of them support charities and stuff. But I just find it really cool for the two that they support. Um, and they support other ones too, but um, actually, and then that Par- uh, Paraline Veteran, Paralyzed Veterans of America organization, they hosted, uh, a, they did a charity thing where they, um, the song uh, Light Switch Sky, um, they, the proceeds from the downloads of that song in 2010 supported uh, that organization, and that song was actually co-written by OAR and its fans uh, through a competition on Twitter. So they had their fans help write that song, and all the proceeds went to that. Organization, I think I just think that's really cool. Um, so that's pretty, that's pretty neat. Uh, they have performed at the opening ceremonies also for the 2015 Special Olympics uh, in the World Summer Games. So uh, they, I like how they do a lot of charity work. I, I think that's really cool. Um, but I absolutely love this band. Uh, 
I don't know, every song, Hey Girl is one of my favorite songs ever. I had it played at our wedding. Um, reminds me of my wife. Um, I love City on Down. I love This Town. Uh, I love uh, I love them all. I love, them. I love every... Um, uh, I Feel Home is one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs ever. We've <laughs> talked about that, you and I. And I, you see a theme here. <laughs> I like the song called City on Down, This Town, and I Feel Home. They do sing a lot about their town, Rockville, Maryland. And I'm not from Maryland. I've never been there. I don't know what the places they're talking about. This song called Black Rock is a lot about that, that, that town. Uh, but it makes me think of my hometown. And I, I don't know why why I correlate that, but it just it's such a great... Uh, the music's just great. I just love it. And uh, favorite band, I got to see them only once live. Um, we've tried it many times to go before. Uh, other times, they, they come through Minnesota a lot, which is great. And so I'll get to see them again, I'm sure. But uh, they're so great. And now, yes, everyone does know them, which is good. I'm happy for them. Um, and uh, But their early stuff is so good. And I, I'm just happy I got to hear that before kind of everyone else did. You know, like, I, it just, it is, I don't know, there's something cool about discovering a band that later on becomes so big, and you're like, man, I, I've been like, I love them for years, you know, it's just, it's just really cool. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite, uh, they have, like I mentioned, eight studio albums, The Wanderer uh, is their first one, which is one of my favorites, but Souls of Flame, Risen, In Between Now and Then, Stories of a Stranger, which is, that's where Love and Memories is on, and All Sides, King, and their new one, The Rockville LP. Um, but they're live albums. Um, they have five of them. Um, uh, Anytime Now is my favorite one. And that's their first live album. It came out in 02. Uh, but they have 34th and 8th, uh, Live from Madison Square Garden, Rain or Shine, and Live on Red Rocks. But their compilation album, Jim, which I don't even have yet. I've heard it, many things of it and, I, and stuff, but you have it on vinyl. <laughs> it, it's a double X, and we listened to it at your house when we were uh, right. shit-faced drunk. Right. At, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, I was so excited when you put that on. And, uh, yeah, so I, I actually have not downloaded all of that. Yeah, so I got to do that. But um, they're just such a great band. They're so much fun. They're a different sound. Um, I think I mentioned, you know, like Metallica is my number two. And I remember my brothers kind of giving me crap for it. And other people who are, like, into, like, really rock stuff. Not really giving me crap, but, like, I love them. But And I mentioned this on our albums uh, list that that's – not my music it's like music that i love but it's someone else like grew up with and loved it and i grew into it kind of thing like i mentioned like weezer and some of these other bands and oar like, like that's like the music i kind of like that was mine finally it, it felt like it was mine and mm-hmm. so that's why i love them so much and that's why they're my number one so nice yeah well you got Good anything thing. else on them yeah thank you no i love oar i mean that that rain or shine oh uh, so good that's that's like a two night concert in Chicago. Yeah, it was fantastic, and uh, their live albums. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I would say if you don't, haven't never listened to them, listen to their live stuff first. You'll be hooked immediately. I, I just yeah. I believe that. So, oh, good stuff. Anything else, Jim? On any of your see any of your albums here, or any of your bands? Nope. Nope. I, <laughs> some of the I mean, we, there's so many different. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, honorable mentions. I, 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 all the ones on yours would be honorable mentions of mine. I, the Kings of Leon, I'm not into as much, um, but of course Weezer, Guns N' Roses, Van Halen, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Tom Petty, Journey, Foo Fighters, oh, Kiss. Tom Petty. Yeah, like I mean, there's so many. Jimi Hendrix, Bon Jovi, 
Nirvana, Green Day, sorry, Jason, uh, Journey. I love, <laughs> I like, I mentioned Journey already. Uh, they're just great. I mean, there's so many great rock bands out there, and that's, what, uh, that's what's great about rock and roll. There's so many different genres and stuff, but, oh, man, any other ones for you? Oh, and Queen. My wife's looking at me like, how come you didn't mention Queen? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you waiting for me, hun? Oh, well, she's, she has tomorrow off, too. It's... Oh, I'm sorry to keep you. Well, we got to finish up the show. All right, Jim. Uh, anything else for the week here? Anything? Good? You're good? I'm good. I'm great. Okay. Well, next week we're, we're going to do, uh, because Mother's Day is coming up, and we're going to talk about our... Uh, we're not doing musicals. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk about our t- favorite TV Dracula moms. Dracula musical. Dana, do you have a favorite TV mom? Lame. Lame? I don't know who that is. You're my favorite mom. Thank you. Wow. Okay. This has gone off the rails. All right, Jim. In the moment, you, I'm going to let you go. Yeah. Tom, where can you find us? Where can people find us? You can find us on uh, all the social medias that people stock you on, and you can email us at Tom and Jim's Top Five uh, at uh, at Gmail. Um, Tom, that was, Tom, that is fantastic. I'm going to let you go, but you know what? I'm going to call you in five minutes. Oh, please don't. She'll get mad. I'd rather go I feel home When I see my faces And remember my own I feel home When I'm chilling outside With the people I know I feel home And that's just what I feel That's something that I pray is true And in a thousand years and a thousand tears I will find my original crew Cause to me, there's nowhere else that I'd rather be Except right here, right at home And on those long dark drives on that road at night In my heart, I feel home feel home when I see the faces that remember my home. I feel home when I'm chilling outside with the people
feel home And that's just what I feel my reality and all I need is something real I feel my My soul, I feel my hope. 